two months ago, in the episode 168, we told you to get bored. Meaning, we tried to sell you on the idea that maybe some of the things we've come to associate it with good, with, you know, great technology, social media, notifications, the all always on instant connectivity, it's maybe not so good, not always, not in all circumstances, that it's something to be managed and moderated, that it can have negative effects on you psychologically in terms of how, how much you're able to focus, how much you're able to be intentional, and just in terms of how much time we don't see it sucks out of our life. And now I wanted to discuss with you, Michael, follow-up. I have on that, and I know you do too, with some more tips, uh, more tricks, things we've learned since then, and feedback we've got from listeners. And it's going to happen today on the podcast. I think the last episode was uh, very important to us because we realized that we're still not there yet. We are still not perfect. There are still things that need tweaking. And there are still things that we do want to have, we don't want, we do want to experience, but we can try a different way. So like in my case, my favorite thing in the world, basketball, I'm a big fan of Golden State Warriors. So for me, uh, the idea was how to be able to follow their games without following them on Twitter. So what I did is I did a very short, simple, simple uh, series shortcut uh, where I just asked for highlights of the games and I imported from nb.com official calendar. So I know uh, to iCal to my uh, calendar on my Mac and on my iOS. This way I know when they are playing. So only then I am uh, checking the highlights. And uh, I, usually there, there's, there are two or three YouTubers who are preparing the highlights and they're just 10 minutes. So in 10 minutes I can watch the entire game. Um, so it's a lot better than actually scrolling through Twitter and seeing some of the highlights on Twitter. Uh, and I usually watch the games when I'm having my breakfast, so it's perfect. I'm having my breakfast, 10 minutes, um, eating slowly, delicious food, great basketball, perfect, without going to Twitter at all. The thing about some of the compulsive behaviors we encounter and talk about is that they're very specific to a person. Some are really popular, and like Twitter, Facebook, or email, but others, like watching Warrior, Warriors games, is um, are, are very much personal. For me, a similar thing that also doesn't make sense, but just kind of makes me excited, is SpaceX. Um, and what I used to do is to check the SpaceX subreddit essentially like 10 times per day. Uh, and there would be like all of the details, all of the kind of fun espionage of, you know, boosters going across America, like all the little details, I would know it immediately. Uh, but that doesn't really make sense. Like, I'm, I'm a huge SpaceX fan, but, you know, checking on Reddit 10, 10 times per day and rereading the same comments I've already read, that's kind of stupid. Uh, so what I did is I, I banned that completely. And I, I said that two months ago, and it's still true. I'm, I'm not going back on Reddit at all. It's completely like banned on all my devices. Uh, instead, what I do is I get mostly the same information, just in larger, less frequent packets. So I listen to two 
uh, weekly podcasts about rocketry that have not just uh, SpaceX news, but other space and rocketry news. And some of the nitty-gritty um, SpaceX-related details I also um, get from other channels. For example, uh, there's a guy on YouTube, Scott Manley, who does like every week or something, like a video like that goes really in-depth on something space-related and also adds his own commentary. So I might not know it immediately. I'll know about it you know, in a week or two, but I'll get more in one larger packet. It just makes more sense. And I, I don't miss out on anything. I just get it in a way that, that doesn't breed a compulsive behavior. I think that's, that's, that's one of the most important takeaways, is to see how you can get the same kind of information, but without wasting time, without compulsive behavior, you know, without going to a place where you would, um, where you would go to normally, like, you know, in a free moment, as you, as, as you said, you know, you, get, you, don't, you don't have a time, you don't have the time to get bored because, you know, you just compulsively click somewhere. This way, you get all the information and actually more and more in-depth information uh, without uh, reading comments several times. And the same for me. I'm really enjoying uh, watching the basketball right now. And I'm, and, and I'm watching more of it in, in just 10 minutes, uh, you know, like three games a week. So like 30 minutes a week, that's it. So it's really, really um, uh, better. Another thing I enjoyed that I used to uh, hire Twitter to do is to follow um, tech-related news. Well, Twitter and a couple of news websites like Mac Rumors for Apple-related news. Uh, some of that I just I dropped. Like I, I really don't need to follow every Apple-related rumor. Like I, I stopped following the news and I stopped caring. I used to follow the news, so I used to care. Now I don't, so I don't. It's beautiful. Um, but as for tech-related stuff, uh, I do care. Like programming-related stuff. Like I, I, I do not want to miss out on things that are happening in the industry, like new exciting projects that might be relevant to my work, um, amazing articles that I can learn something from. I don't want to miss out on that. But again, being on Twitter constantly to like, to with, with this fear of missing out that if I don't check, I will miss out. It's not the best way to go. And so I figured out a different way to, uh, to be on top. And I started doing that before, but I doubled down since two months ago, which is to use old school newsletters. And so, for example, I used to uh, visit Hacker News a couple of times per day, and there's a lot of crap on on Hacker News, but some of the things I really enjoyed because they were just different from stuff I got from other uh, of my sources that I wouldn't get on Twitter, for example. So what I did is I found a newsletter that compiles the best of Hacker News from the previous week, essentially a weekly digest of Hacker News, sends this to email. And I don't really want to look at email either very often, so I forward all of those newsletters to Nosby. So I tend to read those on a Friday at work as my, you know, uh, my TJF thing. Yeah. Uh, TJF. And so I have a product TJF for... Friday things like stuff to read, like stuff to check out, play with, and um, the problem I I I had with that is that in Gmail you can't um, like you can set up a forwarding uh, filter so that if you get an email from this address or with this title, you forward it to this magic uh, Nosby address so that it adds it to Nosby. That's kind of the simplest way to do it, and then archives it. But the problem is that it will show up in my inbox. And I wanted to 
it to be in the project and I, I can't rewrite the, the title, which is how you do it. Like you add hashtag TGIF to the email title to forward it to Nosby to the project. So I used Zapier, zapier.com. That's a um, free with limitations automation tool uh, for like webby things. And there's just like a rule that there's a magic address from Zapier. I forward from Gmail to Zapier. Zapier changes the title, leaves everything the same, forwards to Nosby. And now I have a list of things to read that, that that's a digest of the best of. Um, and I only view it once per week in like one kind of, you know, hour long sitting uh, instead of, you know, 20 uh, minute long settings per day. Do you know that you can actually not use Zapier at all because uh, you can forward email to Nosby with username dot pin dot project name at Nosby me. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. We'll link in the show notes to the help page where it explains everything. So, yeah, you can. You don't have to use Zapier, but I appreciate that you do. Probably should have uh, known. You that. don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, it's a good idea to use old school newsletters and to use uh, also to send uh, information to tasks uh, with Nosby. Uh, speaking of old school, I still use RSS. Really? Yes. I have a reader app on my iPhone. I don't have it on my iPad. I have it only on my iPhone. And I subscribe to my favorite blogs, especially the ones that, ha that post longer posts. Uh, this way, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I change my perception of the phone i use the phone for longer reading instead of mm -hmm. quick compulsive behavior you know what i'm saying so so this way uh, i subscribe just to a few favorite uh, blogs like seth godin um uh, uh, basecamp uh i don't know some other uh, um blogs monday note so i i subscribe to them and i just you know when there are new articles coming i just you know read them there uh, and it's perfect like this way again i don't have to be notified by these authors on Twitter or wherever, I I get actually the, the uh, articles um, uh, there. And I'm pretty annoyed when some uh, blogs uh, don't put the full article in the RSS, but just put a snippet and they want me to go to the page, which is really annoying. But uh, usually I just don't subscribe to the, these blogs anymore. I just subscribe to the ones that let me uh, view everything in the RSS reader. So yes, I still use this technology. All right, so you, you just get, get news from that, right? Because I remember two months ago, you mentioned you, you do have a, a problem with looking at Polish kind of general news web websites. Exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I didn't understand how much of a compulsive behavior it was until I did download an, an app by our friend. Um, the app is called OneBlockerX. And I installed it as an ad blocker, but also as a content blocker. And over there in OneBlockerX, you can block lots of things, lots of websites you don't want to visit, and I, you can add your own ones. So I that added all the Polish news websites there. So uh, if I want to go to onet.pl, I can't do it. It's impossible. It's blocked by Safari Blocker. So uh, there's no way for me to, to do it. And I remember the first few days, it was... Hard. It was like disappointing, you know, how it, because then I realized how fast I was typing these. Like, you know, I had a moment. Yeah. Oh, 
So um, now I'm a happy person and I just had a conversation with my mom and she was kind of depressed because there were some political problems right now again in Poland, some scandals and and the weather was bad <laughs> and she didn't feel good. So she was like really in a, in a very bad mood. And I was like, mom, look at me. I'm a happy person. I know nothing about these scandals. I don't care about them right now. Um, but then one of these scandals that she mentioned was actually interesting to just know what it was all about. So what I did, I went to Facebook to just one particular person that I knew that this person would actually do the digest of this. I mean, they would, you know, give me the uh, the gist of the scandal. And I was right. I went to them. I checked the, uh, the their Facebook post. I realized, okay, that's all I need to know. Remove, uh, I mean, uh, went out of Facebook and that's it. So this way, I'm a happy person. I don't get anxious about politics. I don't follow scandals. Uh, and as you know, I mean, my mom was a perfect example. If something is big enough, somebody will tell you. Yeah. And this way, you'll get to know. Yeah, so that's the thing about following the news, uh, like, like kind of general news, po- politics news. I think most people do it partly just because it's a thing people do and partly because of fear mm-hmm. of missing out. Like, if something is is big and important, you probably should know, right? And so you feel like if you don't follow the news, you will be a uh, an uninformed citizen or, or whatever, right? But but that's that's not at all how I feel after not following the news for many 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 years, because the thing about not following the news and especially like kind of being the person that in conversation, uh, you know, will, will mention to people around you that, that you're the kind of person that doesn't follow news and, you know, mostly avoid social media, is that you're like, ah, okay, I see. You're that kind of person. And if something is big enough, they will tell you. You will know. I guarantee you. Oh, yes. You will know. Your family and your friends will tell you. If not directly, then you will find out in the conversation. They will be your filter. Instead of you doing the hard work of scrolling, getting anxious, stress about the politics, the controversy. Let other people be the filter. Let them filter out everything that becomes, that, that doesn't matter after two days. And only the big news that you really care about will get to you, and they will get to you. Completely. And and this is uh, agreed. We, are not, we don't live in the cage. I mean, we live with other people. So as you said, if you promote this kind of thing, people will find their civic duty to tell you what they think about something. And, you know, and you will, um, and, and I think also as what I mentioned is that knowing to whom to turn to, if you really need more details, is, is also a good yes. filter. Like, you know, knowing who can give you the best, you know, digest of the thing. <laughs> can you trust this person that, you know, they've made the deal, they, they did all the due diligence uh, about it. So they will tell you like the details and that's all you have to do, know. know. And this way, you don't get anxious. Uh, well, you get anxious, but not that yeah, much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I, I do have a person in my life that, that's kind of, that their thing is kind of Polish politics. And, and, and they, will, they, will, they will give me a good digest if, if I ask them for a second opinion. I have a person in my life who's, who's the person for kind of local news, like, the, like city news, which, you know, there's not that much that's happening that's exciting. But if there is, I will know. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, of blocking uh, websites and blocking th- things in general, uh, you mentioned OneBlocker uh, X or OneBlocker 10, I guess. Uh, so using uh, content blockers, which are mostly ad blockers, but it's a general mechanism for, for blocking websites on iOS is uh, and the Mac too, is is 
the kind of easiest way to do it, I think. But um, on the Mac, you can also use, I think I mentioned the app, but if I didn't, um, self-control is a is an app that makes it much more difficult than content blockers to go around this. And as for apps, uh, what I did is um, I finally set up uh, screen time app limits. Uh, that's an iOS 12 feature. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I noticed like me going to things quite often that I don't really mean to like email like I don't I don't communicate with email at work I just get like notifications and very occasional correspondence so I set the limit to five minutes per day right and I also hit the the app quite deeply uh on on the phone so that I sometimes forget that email exists for a week or two and I I I just I, I don't even know where the app is so I open it via spotlight when I actually need it uh I I set the, the limit like 20 minutes per day for social media, one hour per day for entertainment, so YouTube and stuff. And for Slack and github.com, uh, you can also do it for, for websites, by the way. Um, I, I set the 30 minutes per, per day during weekdays and like one minute on weekends. You can set zero, but you can set one minute on weekends. So you can do that. So if I ac- accidentally open Slack on the weekend, I can do it for for like sixty seconds, and then I always be like, "Wait, why did you do that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, why did I do that?" And then I quit. Uh, Slack. <laughs> gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, gone in sixty seconds. Also, um, I mean, about you know the whole we had we mentioned the whole trick of hiding the the the, the icon of the app like somewhere deep in the folder, and and like, like you do mm-hmm. with mail, we do it with Instagram. We have the script to launch Instagram and count the day, like the, 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 the times, like how, how many times a day you do it for Instagram. Um, did you manage to adapt this script to something else? Yes. So, uh, a friend of mine has a uh, like. First of all, she did have a problem with Instagram. So, uh, but she uses Android, so there's no uh, workflow uh, or uh, I have shortcuts. So I essentially recreated it as a as a website with some JavaScript. So if you go mm-hmm. to radix.io slash Instagram.html, you can save it on the home screen as a bookmark app, and it will allow you to okay. launch Instagram three times per day on Android. Uh, and I, I did a similar thing um, for, for Facebook because here's a problem um, that a lot of people, including a lot of my friends who are students, have with, with Facebook. You can't quit Facebook. Okay, I could quit Facebook. I, I look at Facebook like one, like once every week or two weeks. I, I, I forget. I, I don't care. There's nothing that's important for me there. But um, a lot of people are in groups and they have to be in groups. Like if you're a student, you probably have a, a, a group um, on Facebook for your um, university group. And you need to know what's happening there. Like you need to. So you need Facebook and you yeah. probably even need notifications from, from the group because, you know, stuff can get, get pretty crazy and sometimes you need to react fast, at least so I'm told. Um, and so that's a problem because like you end up on on the notifications page and on the on the on the home feed. So um, I I did two things. I adapted the the Instagram launcher script for Facebook, but also adapted it such that it doesn't launch 
like Facebook home like screen but goes to the group mm -hmm. immediately so you're looking at the thing that's actually important to you and not to all of Facebook there used to be an app called Facebook groups but but Facebook apparently realized that the app is too good and and just keeps you away exactly. from the feed where they make most of their money so they killed the app and now you need to use all of Facebook uh, so I, I I hit the app and by the way on Android it's it's um, a little easier because you can replace the whole launcher the whole home screen UI and uh, I think Nova launcher has this feature that you can just completely hide the app like it's just like like kill it like it's there on the phone but it's completely hidden like you can't find it anywhere or you can like replace the icon and the name to something like boring like stocks mm -hmm. that uh you know ask a friend to, to pick the icon and the name so that you, you don't know what it is um <laughs> and so there's only the bookmark to launch the script that allows you to open facebook five times per day and opens the group not the home screen and there are also notifications that will uh that are important uh, in, in that use case that will um, get you to Facebook but to the particular thing that might be important to you. I would have preferred to use some sort of automation to have those notifications delivered to you but so that they wouldn't actually launch the app. But Facebook completely yeah. killed the, the necessary APIs as far as I can tell to like get the notifications of outside of Facebook and like do with them what you want as a user. Facebook doesn't let you do that. So it's tricky, but I, I did best I could. Yeah, I'll see if I can also use that kind of thing. I mean, our Instagram shortcut also for this, for to go to Facebook only to the groups, because I do like to participate in our groups. We have the Ultimate Proactivity by Nosby group, the English and the Polish version. We have these two groups and they are very active and very cool. And I want to be able to join these groups without like opening the feed, I don't care about the Facebook feed. So, um, so uh, I totally understand why they killed the, the, the Facebook right. groups app, because um, like I would have used only that. <laughs> well, if you're only using Facebook mostly for as a work thing for the groups, you might try just only using it for Safari, like only add bookmarks to oh, yeah, the right. groups and mm -hmm. skip the app altogether. Like it's going to be less convenient, but that's kind of the point, right? You you don't want it to be too convenient. Actually, uh, I uh, I'm logged into Facebook only in the Chrome ah, uh, yeah, app that, that, on that's iOS. Right. I'm not logged in on Safari. I'm logged out of uh, Google and Facebook and all this stuff and Twitter um, from the main Safari browser. At least I hope that this will like not track me that much. You know, uh, they probably they, they probably yeah. figured out anyway. Oh, of course they did. Um, yeah. So um, I'll check I'll check how uh, how this works. Okay. Um, We've been talking today about like things we block and and omit and not do anymore. But uh, to uh, kind of wrap up the episode, I want to give you a productivity tip that I'd recently discovered um, that uh, actually makes like, it forces you to do more, but to be more conscious about what you're doing. So one of the problems during the day is not only notifications and stuff happening to me, but also the fact that sometimes I just don't realize how time flies. I just don't, it, 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 it's just like, it's already 12 o'clock. Like it's already two. Like what did just yeah. happen? Right. So, um, uh, I'm sure this doesn't happen to all of you. It happens to me, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> so what I found out uh, an article about intermittent journaling, what it means is that you journal your way through the day. 
So um, I've already had this script, thanks to you, um, uh, that uh, I journal and I like, do my morning routine and every day is a new day, uh, is a new note in bear. Uh, with you know step-by-step uh, step, like things my, my big rocks my big important things I have I want to do and also I added like every half an hour there is like um, uh, there is a choice I can say that I spend this half an hour on meetings or on, on deep work or on uh, normal work or I procrastinate right. so I did the whole script and I improved the script and we're going to publish the improved version here in the show notes to this episode um, a in this sense that now it's all again in this one bear note for the day, but what I do, I have the bear and um, and the calendar actually. I have it open side by side on the on the iPad and uh -huh. uh, split view. And uh, every half an hour, I go to bear and and write down what happened in this half an hour, like quickly, like you know, it can be one word, you know, uh, podcast, or it can be you know, do recording podcast with Radek and talking about this. Like uh, anyway. This way, every half an hour, I have to kind of journal, you know, uh, what just happened. And this way, I know exactly what time it is and like how many more, you know, um, uh, Pomodoros or half an hours I have in the day. Um, I plan ahead, like, for example, at this and this o'clock, I'm going to be, be, be biking and I'm going to be running or whatever. I plan it also ahead this way. This way, I know, you know, uh, when things will go. It's, it's on one side, it's tedious because, you know, you're, journal your way like over the, the the course of a day and of course i don't do it every day religiously like you know it's, so uh, so you, you don't have like a recurring notification to like remind you to add something to it it's just if you remember you you add to it every half, half an hour yes exactly but because i have uh, the calendar and bear in the split view and the bear is in my in my dock so it's it's really easy to come back so it's you know it's uh, it's very easy to to come there and and because i have to check my calendar anyway uh, for things happening uh, so you know uh, this way when i go to calendar i see bear uh, right, ne right next to it so i don't have a notification yet to like to push me go to go back that's why some days i don't do it very religiously but what i found out is that it's not a waste of time to write just a few words, but right. it brings me back, you know, to, to, to work. And when I procrastinated the whole, whole half an hour, I'm going to write it down. So I procrastinated and I was because I was browsing this <laughs> and this. And it's kind of a shameful admission, you know, of what just happened. But then you know, I, I know, okay, okay. So, but it's, it's 1.30, it's just get back to my main rock. And because it's my, my main important thing is just on the top of the bear note, I see it right there. So like kind of, it's, it's a kind of reminder to get back to work. And uh, because over the last weeks, I've been trying to do more deep work, to do more conscious work, I really managed to, to pull it off. And it, it's, it's, it's really, um, I, I'm surprised how good, it, how, how good this intermittent journaling is. Yeah, so for me, um, and I'll, I'll recap for uh, new listeners. Uh, I, I have this workflow or I have shortcuts script, like there's two of them, plan today, plan tomorrow. And I yes. essentially what I do is at the beginning or in the middle of the day, I plan next day. I just make for myself a short note with the most important things for tomorrow during work and after work. Um, I look at the calendar, kind of consult, figure out what's the best way to go about tomorrow. And if I hit plan today, I see today's plan and it's a bare note, I can modify it. It's a check, like it's a, um, it's essentially a, a big checklist. I can check off things that are already done. 
And if I do plan tomorrow, it will either show me tomorrow's plan or make a new note so that I can type things there. So um, what I what I did is relatively recently is I added smart reminders because sometimes I would forget to plan tomorrow and also update my uh, magic spreadsheet uh, where I track a couple of items like my weight and whatnot. And also it's my kind of micro journal with a summary of the day, uh, like like most important like two things I, I did during uh, the day. So um, I used to have like a habit tracking app, Productive, and it would send some notifications and I would check things off there, but I, I kind of got bored with that. Like I, I stopped reacting to those notifications. I stopped checking off everything every day. Like I, I kind of, it, it stopped working for me. Like it was great. It was, it, it's, it's a great app, but it, it stopped working for me after almost two years of uh, using it. Uh, so what I, I did for this uh, maybe most important daily routine is I like this workflow, uh, this iOS shortcut, when I plan next day, it will set up a system reminder for 2 p.m. on the next day and the day after that that says plan tomorrow. And the good thing about iOS reminders as opposed to regular notifications that, for example, Nosby can send, is that they're sticky. Like, until you check something as done, they will stick on the on the home screen, uh, on, on the lock screen, they'll be on my Mac, on my iPhone, on my iPad. And when I hit plan tomorrow, or when I make the note for, uh, for tomorrow, it will clear uh, the notification. So it will mark it as done, or it will, like, stop the delivery if I did it before time. But every day it will remind me unless and until I, I actually do it. And as for this this feeling of kind of the day going past and I when did that happen, what I do is in the calendar, I have big blocks of time blocked off recurring for every workday that just say deep work, then shallow work, and then there's a short one that says, end of the day and it just it just uh shows a notification a reminder that hey okay it's deep work time and then hey it's shallow work time like wrap up your deep work because there's stuff waiting for your feedback or something and if you don't do it today tomorrow will suck and then there's like hey an hour left wrap up your work because yeah it's coming to an end so uh that's what I do. And it's not fully effective, but it, it helps. Like oftentimes I, I I do get reminded that, oh, you're right, it is twelve thirty. You as a listener have you know two different like several different ideas how to go about it. But the cool thing, you know, is to really get yourself reminded about the time flies. You know, and of course, if you're in a deep work session and you're just doing your best work, okay, you don't need any reminders. You just do what you have to do. But even then, you know, you need to, you know, get some food sometimes, <laughs> you know, get some liquids. So, uh, so it's good really to report back and um, and and or, or, and see some feedback and see some notifications. So, uh, in the, in this in this way, we can use technology for our good, like to really to encourage us, you know, to motivate us to do the best of work. And um, and really, if, to me, uh, Radek, these two things, combining, you know, restricting myself from some stuff, but 
adding some additional stuff to that I can be more conscious with my day uh, really helped me over the last um, uh, quite a few weeks to just work better and to be more efficient and to really dedicate my time uh, better. So um, um, I also did some uh, improvements in my magic spreadsheet, which we discussed already in this uh, on this podcast. But um, um, well, I'll try to add my new headline, you know, the new uh, description of my magic spreadsheet um, uh, to the show notes, so that people can see like how I improved it. Uh, and uh, I, ke- I enjoy it even more right now to write things in the magic spreadsheet. So um, let's see how long I can go with that. But so far, so good. All right, I have a few short tips uh, for the end, I think. Um, Number one, uh, I got an email or we got an email uh, replying to the the last episodes on the topic. Uh, It's a massive, massive uh, blog post called how to configure your iPhone to work for you, not against you. And there's a ton of tips in there. Some of those we covered, some of those are different ideas from ours. Maybe they'll inspire you. I, like mostly I knew the stuff um, that was there, but some of it I forgot about or I just didn't know about. Um, One of them, and it's a tiny thing, it's a small thing, but I like it, is I disabled on my iPhone the wake on pickup feature that just, you know, Mm -hmm. turns the, the screen on when I pick up and like move the iPhone because it will show me notifications if they're there, even if I didn't intend to look at notifications. Like, if I want to look at notifications, I'll tap the screen. That's not a problem. Uh, but just because I want to move the phone to a different place doesn't mean I want to get distracted at the moment by a message I got or something that's not that important at this moment. So I disabled that. Um, it also shows an alternative to using OneBlocker for uh, blocking websites, uh, and it is to use iOS restrictions. And, you know, this is stuff uh, mostly... Uh, for parents, uh, though there's a lot of stuff that, that can be useful if you want to really restrict, for example, one device just, just for yourself. Uh, like you can, you can get pretty crazy and like, like kill Safari completely if you want a device to be for a specific purpose only and don't want to get distracted with it. But you can use um, domain level um, blocking using it and it's harder to go around than content blocking with Unblocker because you have to type in the password. The downside of it is that this feature is only enabled if you enable um, filter away adult websites, which turns on like uh, has a lot of false positives. Like you search for something just normal on Google and it says, "Hey, it's an adult website," and oh, I have to type in the password. Uh, but it is an alternative if you <laughs> don't want to use content blocking for some reason. Uh, another small tip is I disabled uh, doc suggestions on my iPad. So on the iPad, you have the dock with your favorite uh, apps you choose. And then on the right, it will show you apps, iOS things you might want to launch or you just launched recently. And I think it's a problem because it often suggests me to go back to apps that I'm compulsive about. And that's why it thinks I might want to get back to it, like Slack. I will go to Slack if I intend to, but I don't want my iPad to specifically suggest me to go to Slack. Uh, the downside of that is that iOS has some weird handling of what it shows you in the command tab switcher. Uh, if if you use like shortcuts or something like that to launch an app. So I had to reconfigure my home screen so that er- everything I might want to open 
is easily accessible, uh, like on the on the first home screen, because it, it just it won't show up on the doc suggestions. But I still think it's better uh, this way. And the fourth tip is how to hide apps from yourself that you kind of need on your iOS device, but don't really want to use most of the time. And as I mentioned before, on Android, it's a little bit easier. You just download it up and reconfigure it. Uh, you can't really hide an app completely from the home screen. The best I know of that you can do is you create a ton of extra home screens. So you add additional pages. The way you do it is you just get a like find a website in Safari that just has a black favicon, save it to home screen, save lots of copies of it to home screen, put it in a folder with just itself, and put a folder with this blank icon on every extra home screen after the actual home screen. And like make 10 of those, right? And then you ask a friend, don't do it yourself, ask a friend so that you don't know to drag this icon that you want hidden away from you, like Instagram or Facebook. Pick a random um, page from the home screen, open the folder, go to the second page of the folder, drop the icon there. This way, you'd have to, uh, you know, spend some time looking for, for this app. And then you go to uh, system settings, find the app and disable spotlight indexing and Siri stuff. This way it doesn't show up in Spotlight and you can search it um, and it, it won't suggest it to you in you know different places. Yeah, this is crazy, uh, but the, sometimes we have to go extra lengths to really restrict things yeah. from ourselves. Um, iOS restrictions, I use them with my uh, daughters uh, on their iPads, but the one blocker I prefer on my, um, on my devices. And the thing is that I, even though I can disable it, I never do. Like, you know, I'm really like, like I don't, you know, try to go around it you know once it's done it's done so to me you know i just cannot go to some certain websites on my ipad and that's it like that's done like you know i don't even try to disable it or go around it or whatever so um anyway uh hope it was useful and uh hope uh, like in a few months we'll report more with some you know of the listener suggestions and also some of the things that we kept discovering but um so far so good really radic i think you know we've made big progress to um to be able to stay off social media not to be so compulsive about it and uh, um i think i haven't posted on instagram for like weeks now so good nice. <laughs>